Ranked choice voting works. It costs less than holding runoff elections. And studies show it's popular with voters and reduces negative attacks. That's why cities and states are looking to ranked choice voting to improve their elections. Would ranked choice voting help in your community? Find out more at fairvote.org. Waymo TV is filmed for a live studio audience being held against their will. Hey yo, welcome back to Weibo.tv. Happy to have you. Super cool episode today on the show. We have America Young. She is an actress, she's a director, she's a producer, she does motion capture, she literally does it all. Most importantly, she is the co-founder of the Chimera Project, which is super cool. Definitely check that out. We have the link in the show notes. She also just uh, voiced Batgirl in Gotham Knights, and I've been waiting for that game for forever. We also might have a musical performance by some band, I'm not sure. Catch you soon. America, thank you so much for joining me today on Weibo TV. Would you be so kind as to introduce yourself and tell us what you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, I'm America Young. Um, I am a director for Fell Television and Video Games. And um, currently, I just wrapped on a show for Blumhouse and Amazon, and I'm moving on to a show for Netflix. That's awesome. Now, before we get into all of the amazing things that, that you've done, I wanted to ask you about the Chimera Project. Oh, God bless you for doing that. Thanks. I I was, you know, I do all my due diligence research on everyone. And I was like, that's awesome. I want to talk about that. So could you just tell me a little bit about like, for people that are listening and may not know, would would you be willing to tell us what it is? Oh, I'm I'm thrilled. And I'm so, so happy you asked. Um, The Chimera Project I founded with uh, uh, Shauna Betts and Cheryl Bookout. And it's an organization to provide more opportunities in film and media for women, non-binary and two-spirit filmmakers that's awesome and yeah. what was what was it that that really drove you to want to make this happen and put it because putting together a not-for-profit uh of any sort is not an easy endeavor like that no. takes years and so i would just love to know like what was you know you had to do it what was the what was that moment for you where you're like i have to do this I had uh, executive produced an anthology of six short films with some friends of mine, um, April Wade and, uh, and Jen Fee. And the six short films, we gave money to filmmakers, um, and it had to all be written, directed, shot, produced, and edited by women just as an experiment to see what would happen. And we ended up with amazing films and it did really well in the film festival uh, circuit. And all of those women have gone on to do incredible things since as well. And um, it just, it just, one of the filmmakers was Shauna Betts and she talked about what an incredible experience it was for her. And she thought that this is something we should do on a more full-time basis. So then we teamed up with Cheryl Bookout, who is a master at the nonprofit world. She's phenomenal. Teaming up with her is one of the smartest things we could have done. And um, so the three of us teamed up and we figured that doing it through the nonprofit sector, while it's a ton of work and a lot of red tape and paperwork, uh, would make it more accessible to a wider range of people. And it has. Um, we just um, we're in the process of selecting our semifinalists for our finishing funds um, program that we have. We had I mean, it's going to be a hard process because the films were just truly spectacular. Um, and uh, we'll be announcing those actually very soon. That's so awesome. Like that, yeah. is, that is so cool. How can, Thank how can you. anyone listening to this help? Like what could they do uh, oh. to get the word out or spread the word? You know, like how can they contribute? 
All of that is great. Uh, p- p- uh, spread the word. We're at uh, Chimera Films on Instagram um, or tcpfilms.org uh, on, online or go to any of my socials and there's links to it. Um, you could give us money. We'll take money to give out to these brilliant filmmakers for sure. Um, and we also always need volunteers because we have events where we do the screenings to promote the filmmakers. We have workshops and panels. And so we could always use volunteers to either be mentors or mentees or be on the panels or help us run the panels. Um, it's it's a labor of love and requires a lot of volunteer work. So that in itself is invaluable. Um, so any of that is grateful. But if you go to the website and sign up for the newsletter and let them let us know that you're interested in um, volunteering, we'll make sure you're on the list. That's that's fantastic. And if you have uh, if you have like a 30 second podcast ad, I will put it in front of episodes. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, great. I'll record one. I'll send <laughs> yeah. it to you. <laughs> please, please do. Like we, we want to use, well, I want it's my show. I always say we, but <laughs> like, I, I want to use the pre-roll spot because there's no commercials. Like there's no sponsors for Waylo. So I want to use those pre-roll spots for different organizations that are, that are doing things like this or, you know, like if they're advocating for all mail ballot uh, access across all 50 states, I, I want that spot to yeah. be used. So please, please, that would be. Oh my God. You're, you're the best, VJ. Thank you. I will, I will get that to you for sure. Thank Thank you. you. Uh, I, you know, there's, there's so many things on your resume that I was like, I I don't even know where to start. So I, I I have, I have one that I thought was really interesting. Um, because I don't think people realize that the character of Samus Aaron, uh, there are not many people that have voiced her. Uh, she has mostly been silent, I think, for the first third, easily the first 35 years that character has existed. She's had no mm-hmm. voice, right? right. Uh, and then you got to the more modern games where they've started to change that. But you actually had the opportunity to voice that character. Well, I didn't voice her. I was the body. You were the body for her. That's yeah, even better. Yeah. I did all the motion capture work? for that. It was motion capture. And then uh, Jessica uh, Chobot was the voice. Yes. So tell me, like, because yeah. you, because your movements are going to be for people watching, going to be how that character, like, they will not unsee that anytime they think yeah. of Sam. So, so, like, what what goes into that process where you're like, all right, someone else is going to do the voice, but I'm going to still do the motion, the acting that that she needs to do. Um, that's, that's, I love that question. I, you know, I've, I've done motion capture on a bunch of video games and there's always, it's always different depending on, on the game or the, or, um, I've done motion capture for animation and film as well. And, um, in this particular case, I believe we did the motion capture first. Um, there was already a script written, of course, from the director. And then we did the motion capture first and then Jessica came in and added in the voice for that. Um, but it's, you know, I, she's such an incredible character. And like, as you said, the history of her is unreal. And, and the, and mainly because her animation has, has changed so much over the years as technology has changed over years. So I remember watching a ton of different things and, and seeing like some of the stuff. It was just like, well, the animation wasn't up to what she's capable of yet. And then here's some things where it was. And, um, so that was, that was a really, that was a really fun thing to get to do. That's something like because you have such variety that it's like so you're a stunt woman, you're directing, you're voice acting. How do you how do you juggle everything? <laughs> like, how, like how do you keep it? Do you find like do you find one day if you're on set directing, all of a sudden you're in stunt woman mode? Like do you like does Sometimes. it? <laughs> I just compartmentalize really well. I guess um, I think that's the only way you could possibly do it. Um, there's definitely times where the skill sets bleed over because it's useful, and that's the one thing that I have found is doing everything um, has 
I was always told just focus on one thing. And I, and I, and I think that there's lots of really great advice in that, but I ignored that advice. And, um, I did a lot of different things and I have found that each thing that I have done has supported something else really well. So when I'm directing and I'm directing an action scene, having come from stunts, I, that supports me directing that scene in a very interesting dynamic way. Having directed and then going back and doing stunts, um, that helps me do the stunt in the best, most efficient way for camera, being able to talk the language of the director and give them what they want more. Um, having acted, talking to actors while I'm directing, I feel like I have a common language with them. Having directed when I'm back doing acting, it gives me a common language talking to the director, the producers. It gives me a, a great idea of all the things that happen behind the scenes that a lot of actors might not know is happening in terms right. of all the different things that had to happen to get us here on set this day which is a miracle every single day a movie comes to, yes, comes to yeah. production. Um, and so uh, I the, it compartmentalizing helps a lot. I have to remind myself, okay, today I am on set as this person. But having done all those different things has definitely enriched every aspect of what I do. And what was it that, that drove you to, to- – to to be sort of like a jack or, or Jill of all trades here, where where you know like this and you do a little like what? When did you start putting those things together for yourself to to build on? I just really love telling stories, and I have found that there's a number of different ways of telling stories, and there's a bunch of different ways that I can serve that story to make sure that it gets born into the world. Um, and uh, so whenever there was an opportunity to be on a set doing something to do with telling a story or a, or a theater or a stage um, or backstage or something, I would always say yes. Um, and sometimes... A lot of the times at the top, uh, there was no pay involved. It was just about being in a good community of people and learning a lot. Um, and so I just learned a bunch of skills and I found the ones that I made me the most excited. And then I would try to make my skills in those departments better. Um, whether it's in, in the acting or the stunts or the directing going on and like focusing on that and being as good at each of those things as I possibly can. Um, but it's, it, it all comes down to the, the love of telling stories and, uh, how how I can, how I, how I can best tell that story. Hey, it's me, God. I know it's been a while and I haven't been the best dad, especially this century. Well, I was going through some shit and you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. All you need to know is that I'm doing commercials now. I've got bills to pay too. Do you have any idea how much I just lost on crypto? A lot. A lot. And so now God needs your money. Like, for real this time. Not like all those other times every Sunday. You know who else needs your money? B.J. Mendelson. So give him $5 by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash B.J. Mendelson. That website again is buymeacoffee.com slash BJ Mendelson. Buymeacoffee.com slash BJ Mendelson. And if you don't give BJ your money, you and I are gonna have problems. Big ones. Hi, I'm Mike Reese. I've been writing for The Simpsons for 30 years. But in my spare time, I travel. I've been to Iran, Iraq, the North Pole, the South Pole, Chernobyl. (laughs) These are my vacations, folks. 
I've even been to North Korea. That's the scary Korea. It's all in my new travel podcast on the Believe Network called What Am I Doing Here? It's fast, it's funny, and it's factual enough. You'll hear how I was robbed in Rio, kidnapped in Honduras, dangled from a cliff in Pakistan, and chased by a lady with a meat cleaver again in Honduras. I had a lot of problems in Honduras. Each week I visit all the world's hot spots and hell holes so you don't have to. You're welcome. Download and subscribe to What Am I Doing Here? wherever you get your podcasts. Did that happen early on? Did you find that the attraction to telling the story came from being out in Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, where you're so remote from like from everything? Like, uh, I'm, like I'm curious about that moment where you're like, I, "This is this is the thing. I'm good at this. I'm going to do this forever." I don't know. When did I come up with that moment? It feels like it feels like I wish I had that moment because I feel like I would have been more purposeful from the start. <laughs> I feel like it was a more of a gradual decision. Um, and, and I, I did move around a lot also. Um, and I would live in these small towns, as you said, that were very remote in the middle of nowhere. And then I would live in big cities like New York and I would live in, um, all these different places. And I, I guess somewhere along the line, I realized that, um, the best way to connect to people, especially when you're always the new kid is with story. Um, and I don't know when I realized that, but I think just as a survival instinct, you kind of realize, you, you start to realize, oh, this is how, this is how you connect with people. It's just through talking to them and, and hearing their story, um, and being a good listener to their story, because a lot of people don't listen to other people's stories. Um, the best way to be a great conversationalist is to find somebody else interesting. Um, and then they think that you're brilliant. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I also, I also have a really bad memory for names and fate and faces. And I, I, I blame that on, you know, having been hit in the head a lot for work. Um, but I never forget the stories that people tell me. That's just something that's always been something that um, sticks with me forever. And so I'll run into someone on the street. I won't recognize their name or their face, but then they'll start telling me about, oh, I finally got in touch with my grandmother and blah, 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 blah. And then I'll know immediately who they are because of the story that they're telling me. So um, it's not, I, I, I don't know. I, I'll have to think about that if I ever had that moment of realization or whether it was just kind of more of a gradual reckoning. <laughs> but I'm here. So somewhere <laughs> along the line, a decision had to have been made. <laughs> That's right. That, did you did you know that you always wanted to be in entertainment? Like when, when you were starting to think about careers for yourself, what was that? Did you know that that was the direction that you were going to go in? No, I mean, I always loved doing it. Um, I even did some commercials as a kid. But um no responsible adult goes into the film industry. And so, <laughs> sure. um, I kept telling myself, no, and you're going to be a doctor. Um, so I did, I, you know, I, I applied to med school. I got accepted and then didn't go. So there was a point in which I, I you know, I really tried to convince myself that this isn't where I was headed, but, um, ultimately I didn't go into medicine and, um, there were definitely days I regretted it because it seems like that would have been, um, a safer route to go in, but, uh, ultimately I'm, Really happy about where my life has led me. Yeah, no, I it, mean it, it's it's gone brilliantly. Like I, my yo, because the next question I'm going to ask you is: you have now uh, participated in creating a iconic, two iconic characters, right? Well, no, three, right? Because you've got uh, the upcoming Gotham Knights game. Yeah. So you've got Batgirl. You've Bad got girl. you've got Samus Aran. Yeah. Right. 
And then you also are involved with a certain character that is um, also named Barbara, by yes, the way. Also that's, named that's Barbara. My, that seems to be my specialty is characters named Barbara. <laughs> right. so, it's a and, very and, niche. And that and that brings us to Barbie. And so like yeah. what do you what do you what would you say like to your younger self, having having been part of like these different cultural touchstones for different people? What do you go back and say to younger you about like what's going to happen? Oh, there's no way I'd believe it. <laughs> it, it doesn't sure. matter. I, it doesn't matter. I, there's no way I'd believe it. I would think it was some sort of a prank that somebody who kind of looked remotely like me came back and told me that. Um, and I, and, and Samus, Samus was an awesome experience, but it was, you know, it was somewhat limited. The, 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 as much as I loved doing it. So I, I, I don't want to take too much credit for, for, for that, um, because that was a joint effort. But, um, either way, like getting to be part of these iconic, things like in in video games i got i got to play a jedi and in i did a i did an animated series where i got to play betty cooper from the archies and like having played mainly blonde hair blue-eyed characters <laughs> um named barbara is actually a, a funny thing but um all of those things i started off as fans of um, and I remain fans of, and I think that that's really important because I'm coming from a place of such love, uh, for these characters and I continue to love them, um, and try to do my best by them and respect them because in my mind they're living, living beings. Sure. Um, so yeah, though that, no, that's been incredible. Barbie is the most surreal job I've ever had. I, every single day I, I get to do another project as her is, is a gift. And then, um, that girl get out of here. I mean, what a dream. What a right. dream. I I still remember um when I found out that I was going to be her and then and having read her in the comic books and seen her in a different animated versions of her and in non-animated versions of her and um realizing that that meant that I was part of that DC legacy now is it's indescribable feeling. I mean, I still don't believe it, quite quite frankly. And there's there's a lot of stuff coming out for the game now. And I keep watching yes. the clips going, wow, that person sounds a lot like me. <laughs> do you have that moment? Do you like, yeah. do you, where you're just, you might have heard something, you're like, huh? <laughs> that person kind of sounds like me. Oh, wait, that's me. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I can't, I still can't believe it. I, I, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's truly awesome. And you know what's incredible about video games is, you know, like, obviously Barbie's got Netflix distribution, so it's global. But I think with a video game, you're talking about something that everyone every, anywhere on the planet can buy, right? And yeah. play um, and spend, like, immerse themselves in it. It's a relationship, right? Yes. Like, I mean, when you watch something, it's it's very passive and you're just sitting back. And you might get into the story on an empathetic level. But, like, when you're playing a video game, that is, you have a relationship with the with that game and those characters and you have a direct access in terms of controlling what happens to them and what they do and and um making choices together you know um and and that's a whole nother thing and that level of relationship is is it's an honor um getting to be able to have that relationship with with anyone who plays as Batgirl is yeah. it's going to be amazing it's cool. It's cool. There's going to be like an entire wave of of kids and adults that are just going to have you as Batgirl uh, in their head, as because that's that's what happened to me. You know, like I, yeah. I was at the age of 
uh, Batman the Animated Series, and then oh, yeah. forever, Kevin yeah. Conroy is the oh, voice of Batman. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. He still kind of is, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Yeah. He's, he's so iconic, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I hope, yeah, I mean, that's what I hope happens, and I hope everyone's happy with it. Um, because that's the other thing, is that she's such an iconic character, yes. and she has had so many different amazing people play her throughout the years. Um, just, you know, different people have different opinions about what she should sound like, and just honoring everybody having their own opinions. I mean, that's okay. It, there's such a, a, a diverse range of voices mm-hmm. that have come. Did you find... Like, how did you want to set out? Were you kind of like, I might pull a little bit from this, or were you like, let's try something that that's more of my own? I I tried to pull in. I mean, there there's there's. I had amazing directors to begin with. Um, the writing was phenomenal and there were lots of conversations about which attributes specifically they were focusing on for her, from which versions of her, um, that they were pulling from and inspired from. They, they, they gave me reading materials, um, as just a stack of comic books and. I already had half of them, so that felt good. Um, but, uh, so, so that, that was a common conversation about who, who she was going to be in this version of her. And, you know, it's, it, there, I'm very sensitive to the fact that, like, this is post killing joke, right? So there's, there's a, there's a conversation to be had about who she is now, um, and how amazing and how much good work she did as Oracle and arguably, more efficiently as Oracle, um, than actually as Batgirl and, yeah. and what, what, it, what brings her back out to the street and how is that possible and, um, making sure not to erase that brilliant part of her life. This is Rosie Tran from Rosie and BJ Save the World, a podcast asking big questions and discussing how to solve these big issues. This is a podcast for people just like you who ask, has the war on drugs been successful? Do we need universal basic income? Should we legalize sex work? Go to rosieandbjsavetheworld.com to get more confused. Do you want to grow your audience without sacrificing your privacy? Then the Stupid Sexy Privacy miniseries is just for you. It's a short, special presentation that will run every Thursday morning right here on Weiwo.tv for the next 23 weeks. In each short episode, we'll teach you how to preserve as much of your privacy as possible while still participating in the creator economy. You'll also hear from top privacy and disinformation experts who will teach you how to protect yourself from fascists and weirdos. And who doesn't want that? So make sure you're subscribed to Weiwo.tv where all podcasts can be found and we'll see you every Thursday morning for a special presentation of Stupid Sexy Privacy, a Weiwo.tv miniseries. I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see, and uh, I'm excited to play it. But I, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Barbie a little bit, um, just given like that's that's the thing that is still ongoing, and I mean yeah. it's inescapable. Uh, <laughs> it's inescapable. <laughs> Barbie is like Thanos; like she is inevitable. Inevitable. <laughs> so, just gotta I, snap my fingers on right. that. <laughs> I just, I would love to know because I, I think the origins of how this came about is fascinating. And I think it's such a great story. Would you shine a light about how, how you got involved with the project? 
Yeah, I mean, I got involved in the project through motion capture, um, which was, you know, completely an unexpected way in. And the project was that we started with was the vlog, the Barbie vlog, uh, which to date is still one of the things I'm most proud of in my life having done. I mean, and, and it, and it's, it's, the conversations we were having, I mean, so Julia Pister uh, had this brilliant idea of uh, realizing that people wanted to know more about her. Like she she has um, had a million different lives and she has 300 different jobs and but nobody really knows about who she is, right, as, as a person. And so the idea of the vlog is to kind of pull back that curtain and let that conversation happen about who she is and her curiosity and her love of honey and um, her favorite school, her favorite subjects in school and and just day to day. And so that allowed us to have um, conversations as her that um, have never had been done before, right? So she she talks about Black Lives Matter. She talks about depression. She talks about um, uh, mansplaining and bullying and um, supporting your fellow woman and um, how you're never too young to make a difference and make the world a better place. Like she has these heart-to-heart conversations and um, she has them directly to camera talking directly to the kids and recently they you know youtube has taken away comments for any kids content just because some people are creeps but before that the comments just warmed my heart you know because she's talking about things with kids and the way julia wrote the scripts were just so perfect she would distill these really complex issues down to these very simple but not um watered down version of these issues and how she would talk about depression and how these are the things. And so that the kids would feel seen and, 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 and seen by one of their favorite people in the world, somebody they've always, um, idolized. And one of the favorite ones, I keep referencing it, but it was, uh, blue Barbie's, I forget the title of it, but feeling blue, I think is what it's called. And she talks about the fact that like, sometimes I have bad days and then I feel bad for having bad days because I'm supposed to be the cheerful one all the time. Right. And just in that simple sentence, you cover so much because there is this expectation put on Barbie to be flawless and the acknowledgement that she's not then takes the the load off of like any little kid watching to go, oh, it's okay to have a bad day. And that's part of it. That's part of life is to have bad days and how you deal with the bad day is the difference, right? And how it changes your life. So, I mean, to, that, that has spun into the vlog. Uh, did so well and people felt so heard and received that that has spun into all this other Barbie content, which is all spot inspired by it. And it's just so great. It's such a great team of people and they all genuinely want to make the world a better place. And, and they're all really happy to be working with Barbie to do that, you know? And so our conversations about topics and uh, episodes and films are all about, you know, inspiring kids um, to be whoever they want to be and, and not to be afraid to make mistakes. That's another one that I love that she talks about how mistakes are awesome and they're learning opportunities. They're not something to avoid. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's to date one of the things I'm most proud of in my life. And I, and I, it's awesome. I'm just, I still can't believe I got to be part of it or get to be part of it. It's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing for kids too. Like yeah. just to be able to connect with something that, as you said, is in their life every day. They see Barbie, Barbie is, in, is inescapable. Like yeah. she is omnipresent yeah. in their, in their life. Yeah. Her brand, her brand recognition is something like 93% <laughs> right, in the right. world. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. It's, it's yeah. crazy to me. Um, but it's also a very cool, very special thing. Yeah. Um, 
Now, before I get to my last question, for people that want to follow you, want to check out your stuff, where would you like to send them? Oh, um, I, my Instagram or my Twitter are both the same handle, which is at America underscore young. Um, and, uh, I have a, a show that I directed for Apple, um, called Surfside Girls, which is based on a comic book. And that's coming out this Friday. Although by the time this airs, this will have been, it will have been out for a while. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's based on a comic book called Surfside Girls and it's awesome. Um, it's a family show. And, uh, and if you have seen it and you're hearing this now, let this be the reminder for you to like send me a message and tell me how much you loved it. And also, oh, my feature back to Lila that I directed is, is out already. Um, and it's, uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland meets Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Nice. Um, so you could check that out on Amazon and iTunes. And please, 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 please leave a review wherever you watched it because for indie films, reviews are the most important thing. Yeah. We, we've stressed this, uh, constantly on the show is how important podcast reviews, film reviews. Yes. Please leave a review. Everything is driven by an algorithm. Void for better or worse. And the reviews are so important to those algorithms to yeah. help people find your stuff. So almost more important than the listen or the watch, yes. which is, which is so interesting. But the, but the review is, it was what they check more than anything. So please leave reviews on this podcast, yeah. of course. Well, thank you. <laughs> and then on back to Lila. So my last question for you is what's one thing you've always wanted to be asked in an interview, but you just haven't been asked yet? That question. <laughs> but now I don't have, now I don't have an answer for it. That's okay. That's what well, What are some things other people have said? Maybe I could take one of their answers. Uh, so I just had Renee Paquette on um and we talked about favorite albums. She went mm-hmm. to the she, like who because no one's asked her what her favorite album is. Um and then John Butcher, who is a wonderful storyteller with the Joseph Campbell Foundation, uh yeah. had said uh what was his you know what is your favorite wax museum? What a great <laughs> question! Right, right? Yeah. Um, 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 okay. Um, of all the places I have lived, um, what was my favorite place? Oh, no, that's, that's, yeah, okay, I'll stick to that. Let's, I mean, I'm a big New Mexico fan, so I mean, are you going to say Santa Fe? Would you say that that's, that's Santa Fe is definitely up there. <laughs> that, yeah, Santa Fe is definitely up there. Actually, the- I, I'd probably say Santa Fe. Now that I think about it. I mean, like, it's, it's hard because like you have favorite, I went to a different school from sixth grade to senior year. So it's like, what's your, your favorite school to go to is going to be in a different city than your favorite house that you lived in, which is going to be in a different place than like where your best friend lived. So maybe I backed myself into a bad corner with that question. (laughs) No, I I don't think so. I think it's fascinating. And I feel like that should be a book someday. Um, Because that's a great way to tell a book is... By changing cities with each chapter. Like that's, that's true. Like favorite school, favorite house, favorite neighbors, favorite. Yeah, that's true. Good. Thanks. That would be cool. So yeah, um, Santa Fe is amazing. I love New Mexico. So I, yeah. and that's why I was like, I have to ask. Um, I go, I'm going you. back next week, actually. Oh, for, nice. Yeah, for the Netflix show. So I'm really excited. I've missed it. It's been too long. I was, you know, I, we ran out of time. Um, but I would love to have you back on to talk about Roswell. Uh, oh, I, yes. I'm just, like I'm fascinated by... First, I, I was a fan of the original series. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm just curious what it's like being in, being from New Mexico and then working on a show that's entirely set in New Mexico. Like what, 
what you thought about like what what you brought to it that maybe wasn't brought by uh, the original version like I'm just fascinated by oh that's a good question yeah okay well well, to be continued we'll do a sequel okay I would love to have you back well that's our show and uh, our our apologies to the band you know we kind of just ran out of time that's kind of the uh, that's the nature of things it's the name of the game Hey, hey, hey! Vaped Crusaders comes out on the 20th of every month. The 20th! You can't smoke that in here! Oh, wait, what day is it now? Do I look like a fucking calendar to you? Hey, man, I don't need all the attitude and stuff, you know? I don't I don't need it. Well, I don't need your face, your vape, or your... Are those Air Jordan 3 OGs? Yeah, yes. Those are $4,500 sneakers. I know, they're pretty sweet. Yeah, they are. No, wait. I don't like you. Don't make me like you. I'm not, man. I'm just out here. I'm just trying to relax, dude. I'm on to you, pal. You're trying to do some Jedi mindfuck bullshit. And <laughs> I don't I don't think that's what it's called. I don't think that's the thing. You want to play mind games with me, motherfucker? All right, let's dance. <sighs> Make sure to tune in to Vape Crusaders. New episodes are going to drop every month on the 20th, right here on Weibo.tv. Okay, your, your, your middle name is Macho, but uh, I'm wondering if you ever cry. You ever Has Macho Man ever cried? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. It's okay for Macho Men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times, I'm going to cry some more, but... I've soared with the eagles, and I've slithered with the snakes, and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life, and that there are no guarantees, yeah. And I understand this. (laughs) Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody said life was easy, so if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up, and fight again. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, please take a minute and leave us a review. Yes, we know you're busy and every podcast asks you to do this, but there's a good reason they do. Because every time you leave a review, that review helps more people find and listen to the show. And you know what that means for you? More great episodes of Weiwo.tv. So what are you waiting for? Take out your phone and leave us a review right now before you move on to something else and forget about us. And we'll see you next time, right?